Today on Empowering Midlife Wellness with me, Dr. Susan, I'm playing the audio portion of the latest question from Ask Dr. Susan Live. And if you have a question for Ask Dr. Susan Live, you can submit it to drsusan.com ask. We'd love to hear from you. So we're back with another question for Ask Dr. Susan Live. Today I have Caroline on the phone. Hi, Caroline. I'm here. Hi there. Well, thank you so much for submitting your question. What can I answer for you today? Well, thank you. Um, well, I am 51 years old, and I have always had severe menstrual cramping. Mm. And the older I get, it's it's more painful. And I've seen many doctors, naturopaths, gynecologists. I've tried different medications. And um, at one point, I was even offered um, narcotics to take on a monthly basis. And wow. I just thought, I don't want to go that route. I don't blame you. I, right? And... Um, uh, I've also been suggested to try, it's been suggested that I try birth control pills, but my, my mom died in her thirties from breast cancer. So I've never felt comfortable going on birth control for that reason. So this last fall, I visited uh, a natural path in hopes, you know, maybe there's some new insight or new mm-hmm. drugs or something for my menstrual pain. And she shared with me that a couple of her patients have had their uterus removed but leaving the just the, you know the ovaries intact and are very happy with their decision. And my main concern in that conversation was, is this going to affect my hormones? Because, you know, I don't want anything wonky. So I'm already, I'm already expecting the worst, actually. So, yeah. But she she reassured me that my ovaries would be left intact, so it should not affect my hormones. Yes. So I left so hopeful and encouraged. But when I started doing some research. I read a couple different things that, you know, there really is no guarantee that my hormones wouldn't be affected by having this procedure. So I'm, I'm kind of like, uh, I don't know. I would love to know your thoughts. Well, gosh, there's so many different exciting parts to that question. And thank you for asking that because that is something that a lot of patients want to know about. First of all, I'm sorry that you've suffered so long with horrible menstrual cramps. It sounds like you might have perhaps endometriosis or some other process going on that's causing this to happen. The good news is that you're going to go through menopause soon. So the first thing that I tell patients who are having any kind of problem with their periods who are 51 is that we're really just counting the days. Now, I would personally check your hormones and get an idea of how close you are to menopause. But in most cases at 51, you'd be pretty close. So as soon as your periods stop, the problem's going to be solved. Now, that might be in six months in which case having a big surgery might not be worth it. On the other hand, if we checked your hormones and you're looking like one of those rare young ladies that have periods through 55 or longer, then certainly having a hysterectomy and sparing you from four more years of pain might make a lot of sense. So my first thought is let's figure out how close you are to your periods stopping by themselves before you have surgery. Right, right. I, I, I agree. I have, I have my numbers checked on a yearly basis, mm-hmm. and um, so far things are looking pretty normal. I have a period every 26 days, Yeah. Um, and my sister, who just turned 60, just now finished, just now stopped having her periods, and I'm like, what if I have another nine years to go through? Yeah, we don't want that. Um, so that brings up several different um, interesting topics. One is that there is some familial comparison between sisters, mothers, and when we go through menopause. Now, it's not always the same, uh, but that may be that you're destined to be someone who has periods for a few more years. 
And also when your doctor said your numbers were normal, I would certainly, if you were in my office, look into that a little bit deeper to see what that means. If you're having periods that are starting to be closer together, assuming that they started at 28 to 30 days, perimenopause, which is what I would describe where you are now, it's very common for our periods to be a little bit closer together because our progesterone's dropping. We talked about that in an episode recently. So having periods that are every 26 days or so is very typical when we're getting close to the end of our menstrual cycles. So you could work with your doctor to do a little bit more um, stargazing, kind of crystal ball gazing to guess when you're going to go through menopause. But more importantly, yes, have you had a hysterectomy? your cramps would stop. Your uterus is gone, no more periods, no more period pains. Now, a little caveat to that, if you have endometriosis, which many of us know is a disease process where the uterine lining tissue actually grows outside the uterus, if you happen to have endometriosis and they would see that during the time of your surgery, you may still continue to have pain even after a hysterectomy. So I'll just leave that as a little caveat. But to answer your question, the uterus does not produce any hormones. The uterus is simply a muscle that holds a baby. That's the only thing that it does. Our hormones are produced from the ovaries. So when we have a hysterectomy and keep our ovaries, your hormones are going to be the same as they were before. Now, that being said, your hormones are about to change dramatically pretty soon anyhow. So if you had a hysterectomy and then a year later your hormones changed, that wouldn't be from the hysterectomy. That would be because you're 52 and you're going through menopause. So It'd be very unusual for me to do a hysterectomy on a 51-year-old patient just simply because you're so close to menopause and, you know, anytime soon your periods are going to stop. Now, if we do a bunch of work and look at your hormones and estimate that you still have a few years left, then having a laparoscopic hysterectomy, which is just a belly button incision, a couple of small incisions at the bottom, generally go home the same day, is very easy to tolerate. So, you know, surgery, surgery, and so we don't want to take that lightly, but if you're otherwise healthy, having the uterus removed and keeping your ovaries is a great option if you're looking down the road and thinking about having a few more years of of menstrual periods, and your ovaries will go through their own natural process of decline as they would have before. So so I think the most important thing is to try to do a little bit of work and figure out how long do I have to go through this? Because I agree, nine more years? Forget it. Even two more years. Um, it sounds like your periods are terrible. They're terrible. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Yeah. So it's a relatively easy fix, um, assuming that you have a doctor who can do this uh, with minimally invasive techniques so that you have right. small incisions, go home the same day or overnight stay, perhaps, depending on your doctor's preference. Um, but keeping the ovaries is a really good idea unless you have endometriosis. We would generally Which I take them out. Over the years, and mm-hmm. there, there's, I have, there's no indication that I have endometriosis, but, and um, so they ruled that out. Um, well, that's I good. And yeah, really the only yeah. way to know is to put a camera in and look. And so if they've done that before, that's great. But yeah, it's possible that that could be something that they find. But regardless, if you have cramps with your period that's coming from the uterus, take the uterus out, the problem would go away. It'll also go away when you go through menopause. So I think what we need to do is just figure out when that's going to be. And then right. you can do a little risk-benefit calculation, having surgery versus waiting another year and a half, those kind of things. Right. So would you suggest that I have my numbers looked at again? And is there anything I should ask for, or is there a way that I can it can just be a little more in-depth so that I'm a little bit more than no? Yeah, so um, there's a hormone called follicle-stimulating hormone, or FSH, 
that indicates where we are in the menopause spectrum. So FSH is a pituitary hormone, meaning it's produced by our brain. Its job is to stimulate your ovaries to make estrogen. So when it sees that your ovarian function is dropping, it makes more FSH in order to stimulate those ovaries. So what we see as we get closer to menopause is your FSH goes up. Now, when they said it was within normal range, I don't really know what that means. It might've been within normal range for a 51-year-old, which would be a pretty high number. So in general, once your FSH gets past 20 or so, so just to put those numbers in perspective, when, when we're young and ovulating and fertile, our FSH is less than five. So it's a really low number because your brain doesn't need to do very much to stimulate the ovaries. It just goes boop and everything works. But as we get older, we need to produce more of that hormone in order to stimulate the ovaries. So once it gets higher than 20 or so, we know menopause is coming soon. I'm postmenopausal. Mine would be a number over 100. So it continues to go up with time. Uh, the pituitary gland, bless its heart, never figures out that the ovaries are not coming back. It keeps trying. It keeps trying. So even when you're 80, you'll have an elevated FSH. It's just part of being postmenopausal. But that's a hormone I would look at very closely. Um, and then, you know, see where it is. If it's less than five, yeah, I guess you've probably got a few more years left. If your FSH is greater than 20, you probably have a much shorter time. So normal is a difficult word, isn't it? Um, because it yeah. could be that they're looking at what's normal for your age versus what's normal for someone fertile. So it, it's it's hard to know. But um, if you do have to have a hysterectomy, uh, very easy to tolerate, just taking out the uterus and leaving the ovaries. You have a very quick recovery. It'll solve that problem. And then your hormones will go through their natural decline just in the same way that they would have before the surgery. So I wouldn't rule it out. It, I mean, it's a pretty easy surgery to tolerate if, if it's going to spare you from years of pain. Okay. That's very helpful, especially the FSH. Um, the, the, I'm going to look into that. That's great. Thank you. Yeah. You know, and I, this is a really good question and I can't even count the number of times I've been asked this question and you might have picked this up from your doctor's conversation too. In medical terms as physicians, if we take out the uterus, the whole uterus, that means the uterus and the cervix, we call that a total hysterectomy, even though we're leaving the ovaries. So it's really quite confusing. A lot of patients um, would assume naturally that a total hysterectomy means taking out the uterus and the ovaries. But in your case, they're anticipating doing a total hysterectomy, which is taking out your whole uterus and the cervix, but leaving the ovaries. So just to clarify, um, that is confusing terminology, but the correct medical terminology for a hysterectomy and leaving the ovaries is a total hysterectomy. That's kind of, yeah, it's sort of weird, isn't it? Because we're, hysterectomy refers to the uterus, has nothing to do with ovaries. Interesting. I thought a total hysterectomy meant taking out the ovaries as well. One would think. And if you did a survey, probably 99 people would have the same thought. But okay. uh, if your doctor says you need a total hysterectomy, they mean your whole uterus. But we want to keep your ovaries if possible so that you maintain hormones, at least until the natural time that those are going to decline on their own. So another argument some people have is, hey, if we're having surgery, why don't we just take the ovaries out to reduce the risk of ovarian cancer? So there have been a lot of studies done on that over the years. And long story short, is it's actually better for you to keep the ovaries because the risk of ovarian cancer in somebody without any family history is only about one in 200, the chance of causing a problem by taking out the ovaries and the health issues that could result from that are higher than the benefit from taking them out, if that makes sense. So we do definitely recommend keeping your ovaries if you can. 
you do recommend keeping them. Yes, absolutely. Yes, yes, yeah. yeah. And unless you had a strong family history of ovarian cancer or something of that nature, we do recommend keeping them. It's better for your health to keep them than to take them out, even though ovarian cancer is a very small risk. I am so in the I'm so on the cusp I know of menopause and um, and yet every every month I'm like I don't know if I can keep doing this I mean this is really really painful oh gosh and I don't blame you so I'm, I'm, I'm right I'm, oh, I'm right in the middle you know and it's almost like childbirth when I'm done and I'm past the pain I'm like okay okay I can do this I can do this I can do this one more time so mm. if you were me if I was sitting in your office which I feel like I am what would you recommend? Would you recommend trying a different pain med? Would you check? Would you suggest that I pursue having more conversations about having my uterus removed? So my my personal thought, and it sounds like you're on the same page, is that if you're having enough pain that they're recommending narcotics, which have way more danger than having a relatively minor surgery, yeah. Definitely don't go that route. I mean, no. if you're having pain that's severe enough to need narcotics, something needs to be done about it um, because, you know, we don't want you to be on drugs that are hard to get off and cause all kinds of side effects. So right. my thought with that degree of pain would be it needs to be over really fast naturally, or I would definitely in your shoes have my uterus removed because assuming that you're otherwise healthy, having a laparoscopic hysterectomy is a, a pretty straightforward procedure within two weeks, you're back up on your feet feeling great. And then no more periods. So I think I would just use that FSH as a guide. And then, you know, maybe you can put up with another six months of this. And that would be about it, because it sounds miserable. I do like that. I like using that as a guide. And then I have one more question. If I were to move forward to have the surgery, how do I find the right doctor? Oh, that's a good question. Well, First of all, you need to make sure you have someone who knows how to do laparoscopic surgery. Unless your uterus is very, very, very large, hysterectomies these days should be minimally invasive, meaning belly button incision, maybe a couple of tiny incisions the size of my pinky finger at the bottom. And then the uterus is ultimately removed through the vagina. Uh, So we don't want anyone who's going to cut you open. That's a much bigger surgery. Um, Now, I'm in my mid-50s. And even in my training, we didn't train in laparoscopic surgery because it was not available at that time. So, you know, we had to, I had to become educated so that I could do that surgery after my training. So a doctor who's a little bit younger, you know, my age or younger is very likely to be very well-trained in laparoscopic surgery. You know, I always say pick a woman too. I'm a little bit biased like that. I can say that because I'm female, but I don't know. There's lots of great male doctors out there too, but uh, female laparoscopic surgeons, um, you know, most likely are going to understand what you're going through a little bit with a little bit more empathy. So um, if you uh, want a a resource for really great doctors to understand this whole menopausal situation, I always recommend looking at the North American Menopause Society website. It's menopause.org, really easy. Or N-A-M-S, North American Menopause Society. And you can find a doctor in your area using your zip code who's well-versed in menopause you know, look at their pictures, check out their websites, and then maybe give them a call and ask them if they're also skilled in laparoscopic surgery. That might be a good place to start. But I would definitely want someone who understands this whole hormonal business. So that's a very good resource. That's awesome. That's great. Well, good luck. I want to hear what happens. So um, please send me an email back at uh, drsusan.com slash ask, as you can see below, uh, once you get this resolved, so we can hear the other side of the story. 
There's a lot of really good questions in there. So thank you for sharing. Absolutely. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it so much. My pleasure. Well, can't wait to hear how that turns out. Thank you, Dr. Susan. That's just so interesting asking people questions. I have the best job where I can just sit and chat with people. I think there are about 10 things that she asked that are things that I hear all the time. So yes, FSH, really important. It's a marker of where we are in the menopause spectrum. It's not perfect, but it can give you an idea of how long you have left. You can take out the uterus and keep the ovaries. Your hormones will stay more or less the same. Menopause is often related to when our sisters or mother went through menopause endometriosis. Gosh, she had a lot of good points. And then what is what do we mean by a total hysterectomy? So lots of really good questions there. Thank you so much for bringing that to our attention. So if you enjoyed this episode, write some comments below. Please uh, write some comments about other things that you might like to hear in the future or other questions that you want asked. And if you'd like to ask me a question, you can submit it to drsusan.com, D-R-S-U-S-A-N.com slash ask. Don't forget to subscribe to my channel and share it with your friends so we can get the word out about how to have the best midlife possible. Talk to you next week. Mm-hmm.